Radio Classics. No television set that's made, no screen that you can find can compare with that of radio, the theater of the mind. And now, the Typical Confusion Podcast presents another radio classic. Sunrise and sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. The American Broadcasting Company presents another in a series of dramatic programs, The Clock. point of view of time, the world is filled with objects that are aged. The giant redwood trees in California, for example, were full grown when Marco Polo found his way to China. There are pyramids in Mexico that were already relics when King Tut was a schoolboy. And the deep canyons and breathtaking crevices which hold the tourists spellbound in Yellowstone Park count their birthdays in the millions. These venerable landmarks may have even preceded Father Time himself. (laughs) But there is still nothing in this world that is quite so old as yesterday's newspaper. Hello? Eddie? Yeah. This is McLean. Who? McLean, you lunkhead. You're city editor. Oh, oh, sure. Good morning. Morning? It's almost noon. You must have been kicking the gong around last night. I went to a little party. Nothing terrific. Hey, wait a minute. This is Thursday, McLean. So what? Thursday's my day off. From now on, it's Friday. I've got an assignment for you. Oh, can't you get Herman? I'm dead tired. Herman's in Chicago. Besides, this is just your dish. I've arranged for an exclusive interview with Francine Moulton. Moulton? The dame who just got an acquittal on the murder charge? That's the one. We're paying her 500 bucks for an exclusive story. You're to go over to her home and Sutton Place at one o'clock. But the case is finished. She's been tried and freed. I don't get it. She's still good for a little circulation. I'll send Joe here to get some pictures. It's great for our Sunday supplement. I got the date at one? Yeah. Joe knows the address. He'll pick you up at 12. And Eddie. Yeah? Use your noodle. Try to make her talk. You never can tell. You may run up against a brand new gimmick. This molten gal will pose, Eddie. Some of these dames get touchy when you flash a camera. For 500 bucks, she'll pose. Turn left over here. Did you cover the trial? No, I was on vacation. Uh, It was quite a shindig. When she got up on the stand and told her story, half the jury pulled out handkerchiefs. They were only out four hours. Her husband fell out of a window, didn't he? Yeah, from his office. 20 floors above the ground. She was with him when it happened. She claimed she was asking for a divorce, and he tried to scare her by telling her he'd jump. He got too frisky, and he lost his footing. What kind of woman is she, Joe? Where do you see? Good-looking? A dreamboat. Big blue eyes. Ash blonde hair. 
A face like an angel. No wonder the jury fell. You talk like she vamped her way out of it. I'm not saying. The evidence wasn't strong enough, so she was acquitted. But I can think, can I? <laughs> Still want to be a big detective, huh? Joey Lester, the private eye. There's the house, Hawkshaw. Pull up at the curb. And listen, Joey. Huh? I'm the reporter, and you're the guy with the camera. I'll do the talking. Okay, okay. Say, some dump. Yeah, pretty classy. Her husband left her plenty. She can afford to live in style. I wonder why she agreed to give us this story in the first place. Maybe she's one of those publicity hounds. Love to see her name in the papers. Yes, sir? Is Mrs. Moulton at home? Who's calling, please? Mr. Evans, Daily Tab. Mrs. Moulton isn't seeing any reporters, sir. Look, tell her we're here. We got a date. Just stay where you are for a moment, please. Nice chassis. Keep your mind on your camera. Ah, just look at this place, Eddie. Now I know how the other half lives. Yeah. Lady has taste. Yeah. Only don't let her catch you near any open windows. Why don't you talk louder, you dope? The paper's just dying to defend the slander suit. Oh, stop writing. Mrs. Moulton will see you. Please step in the library. Thanks. In here, sir. She'll be with you in just a moment. Okay, doke. Uh-huh. Now, let's see. If I get a shot from this side of the room, we can get that painting in up there. Huh? Is that a picture of Mrs. Moulton? Yeah. Only she's even better looking. Uh, uh, try and get her to sit on that couch, Eddie. The background's perfect. You're right, so She is beautiful. Ah, oh, they're all alike. Sutton Place, a whole book, and a dame's a dame. Good afternoon. Oh, uh, oh, good afternoon. Mrs. Moulton? Yes. I'm Eddie Evans, reporter for the tab. This is Joey Lester, one of our photographers. Hi, Stu. Please make yourself comfortable. Thanks. Thanks. Would you like something to drink? Oh, sure, I'd love it. Don't her. bother, Mrs. Moulton. We'd prefer getting right down to the interview. Whatever you wish. I suppose you wonder why I consented to give you this interview, Mr. Evans. Well, it's easy to see you don't need the money. Whatever the fee is, I'm donating it to charity. Then why did you give us the green light? I've gone through a great deal since my husband died. The trial was very difficult. It frightened me. I don't blame you. But you got an acquittal. Yes, from the jury. But what about the public? Public? During the trial, the newspapers were very unfair to me. They pictured me in a... in a sordid way. They seemed to believe I was playing some kind of a part. You mean they thought you were guilty? Yes. Well, from what I understand, my own paper was one of the worst offenders. That's why I've given you the exclusive interview. Perhaps, Mr. Evans, it will present my case in a little better light to the public and help clear my reputation completely. Uh, Mrs. Moulton, how about a picture first before we begin? Picture? You don't mind, do you? Uh, just uh, sit where you are. That's it. Now, uh, cross your legs and let's have a little cheesecake, huh? Well, uh, just uh, lift your dress a little. Can it? Huh? Put that camera away and take off your hat. You're talking to a lady. So what's the matter with you? Just ignore this guy, Mrs. Moulton. No one ever taught him any manners. What? I promise you will only print what you tell us. Of course, if you want your attorneys to look the story over... That won't be necessary. I think when you hear what I have to say, Mr. Evans... You'll only print the truth. I tell you, the guy is nuts, Chief. He wouldn't let you take any pictures? No. And boy, what a shot we could have had. 
That gal got to shape us out of this world. Did you read the story Eddie brought back? Yes. It's got as much appeal as a can of salmon. Well, the guy acted like he was drunk all through the station. You think she was the first blonde he ever saw in his life? Yes, Mr. McQuaid. Is Eddie Evans out there? Yes, sir. Send him in. All right, beat it. I'll talk to Eddie alone. Right oh, uh, hello, Eddie. Hello, pinhead. Going back to your blocks. Oh, cut it out. Eddie, we can't use this interview of yours. Why not? Because it's too dull, that's why. I wrote up what she told me. For the love of Mike, the dame's no saint. You've got this thing looking like the lyric of a hymn. If you wanted cheesecake and hysterics, McLean, you picked the wrong woman. Mrs. Moulton happens to be a lady. But didn't she tell you anything about her husband? Maybe he was a tramp. Maybe he slugged her. We've got to have something to talk about, don't we? You've got everything right there in that story. Her husband treated her okay until he started going haywire. She doesn't like to talk about him. And I don't blame her. Listen, Boy Scout, you sound like you've fallen for the dame. You pay me to get interviews. If you want to do a little muckraking, get someone else. Don't you talk to me like that, you cheap bum. What? If you think you're going to throw 500 bucks down a sewer just to cover a dirty blonde... Are you... <laughs> next time, maybe you'll have a little more respect. There won't be any next time, Evans. You're fired. Get out. <laughs> Good evening. Oh, good evening, Mr. Evans. Is Mrs. Moulton at home? Yes, please come in. Thanks. What's that, Sally? Mr. Evans. Oh, hello. It's so nice to see you again, Mr. Evans. I just stopped by for a minute to... Maybe I'd better talk to you alone. Oh, you may go, Sally. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I... I wanted to warn you not to give out any more interviews. What do you mean? The one you gave me didn't satisfy Mr. Big at the office. He wants more dirt. Oh, I see. They may send someone around for another try. Well, don't see him. Thank you for telling me. It's all right. I hope I haven't caused you any inconvenience. Didn't get into any trouble because of that story, did you? I only got fired, that's all. Oh, no. But it wasn't a story. It was something else. Anyway, I can pick up another job. Mrs. Moulton, you mind if I tell you something? Of course not. You won't think I'm too fresh? No. I've... I've never met a woman like you before. I mean, I was nursed in the gutter and brought up in an alley. I've been covering criminals for that cheap tabloid so long, I think I've forgotten what a lady looks like. But after meeting you, I remembered again. You're very sweet, Mr. Evans. I'm terribly sorry about what happened. Forget it. Well, I'll mosey along now. Will I see you again? You mean you want to? Why not come here for dinner tomorrow night? Come early and we'll have cocktails together. Can you manage it? Can I manage it? Oh, boy, you just try and keep me away. <laughs> Quick one, Pete. I got a dinner date in 20 minutes. Okay. Hello, Eddie. Well, look who's here. The flashbulb kid himself. <laughs> Been peeking through any keyholes lately, Joe? I'm sorry I got fired, Eddie. No kidding. <laughs> Don't feel so sorry and have yourself a drink. You mean you're not sore? I feel too good to stay sore at anyone. 
Oh, um, there was a letter brought to the office today for you, huh? Uh, that's why I came over here. You, you didn't leave a forward in the dress. Probably a bill. Throw it in the ash can. It's not a bill, Eddie. Looks like a woman's handwriting to me. Yeah, see. Oh, Regina dress. You know, uh, I'd have never said anything to the old man if I thought he'd... Hey, what's the matter, Eddie? That a lot of bad news? I don't know. Who's it from? It wasn't signed. Must be some kind of a crank. It doesn't make any sense. What does it say, Eddie? It just says... Even a lady can wash her hands in blood. Inevitable as it is that the seconds will grow into hours and the hours into years, so is it inevitable that a seed of suspicion will, sooner or later, ignite in the mind of its bearer and burst into a conflagration to consume his life and leave him nothing but ashes and death. Another cocktail, Mr. Evans? No, thanks. I've had enough. And call me Eddie, will you? Oh. I don't have enough dignity to add the mister. You seem disturbed tonight. I was just thinking of something. Do you have any enemies? Enemies? Maybe a woman who doesn't like you too much? <laughs> Not that I know of. Why? Oh, it isn't too important. I ought to have more sense than to pay any attention to cranks. Let's change the subject. Has someone been talking about me, Eddie? Not to my face. I wouldn't stand for that, Francie. It's okay if I say, Francine? It's okay. I guess you think I'm kind of rough around the edges. Well, I am. I feel like a bull in a china shop when I'm talking to you. Why? Because we're so different, I guess. How are we different, Eddie? Well, you're the... You're the kind of woman who comes wrapped up in a fancy box with pretty ribbons. I feel more at home in a crate. But qualities in yourself that you apologize for may be the very ones that make you so attractive. You think I'm attractive? You are to me. I admire your character, Eddie. You're not soft or, or crude like so many men I've known. Oh, they cover their crudeness with a certain polish. But the veneer is usually very thin. What kind of a guy was your husband? His picture is there on the piano. Hmm? Good looking, wasn't he? He was very handsome. He was brought up in the best tradition. He was always what most people refer to as, as a gentleman. Were you in love with him? I'm Eddie, sorry. Make believe I didn't say that. I had no right to ask. I was happy with my husband up to a certain point. And then? And then I found out there were other women. Mm. I asked for the divorce and... You know the rest. Something tells me he was a bigger heel than you let on at the trial. He was just weak, Eddie. And a little unbalanced. <laughs> that window episode was proof of that. There was more proof. But that wasn't brought out at the trial. Sometimes when he became... Really angry. He'd use his hands. You mean he slugged you? He couldn't help himself. That's the way he was. I know he's dead, but it still makes me fighting mad to even think that any guy would touch you that way. Eddie. Yeah? Do you mind if I ask one question now? Go ahead. Are you falling in love with me? Is it as obvious as all that? It is to me. No. I'm not falling in love with you, Fran. I already fell. Mr. Evans? Yes, Mr. Evans? 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 Mr
flowers were lovely, Eddie. Thank you so much. Did you read the card? Yes. Oh, but your French is very bad, Eddie. I love you is je t'aime. Are you all right, Eddie? <laughs> I guess so. This is the first time in my life I ever rode a horse. <laughs> Keep up with me now. I don't want you to lose me. The horse wasn't born yet who could make me do that. I'll be over at nine, friend, with something important on my mind. I've got a surprise for you. What kind of surprise? You'll find out later. <laughs> but I can tell you this much. The suspense will be tougher on me than you. I'll be down to get you in a taxi, honey. Better be ready by half past eight. Come in, it's open. Hello, Eddie. What do you want, McLean? Oh, just came over to chew the fat. Well, chew it somewhere else. I'm busy. You were getting all dialed up for a party? Yeah, and you're not invited. How is uh, Mrs. Moulton? None of your business. <laughs> you're a smart cookie, Eddie. I've got to hand it to you. What are you talking about? Who are you working for now? Next week, I start with the Chronicle. You wouldn't know anything about that. Happens to be a decent paper. Cut the comedy. I've come over here to make a deal. What kind of a deal? You get your job back with a bonus and a raise if we get the story. Hey, what goes with you? You stewed? Don't be coy. After all, you owe us some loyalty after 11 years. And I'm willing to forget about that sock on the nose. <laughs> business is business. Go out and get yourself some black coffee. You sound like you need it. The scoop will raise an interesting problem with the courts. You can't try a dame for murder after she's been acquitted once. But let them worry about it. We'll take the circulation. What are you drooling about, you overfed jerk? All right, skip the tough guy act. You've been making a play for Francine Moulton to get new evidence, haven't you? New evidence? You're crazy. What about this letter? What letter? It was sent to the office uh, and opened by mistake. <laughs> it's addressed to you. Opened by mistake? Why, you snooping overgrown? Want me to tell you what it says? Huh? It says her husband didn't fall. He was pushed. And you don't have to be a gypsy to figure out it refers to Mrs. Moulton. Let me see that letter. How much do you know, Eddie? And how much longer will it take you to get all the dope? This was written by a nut. That's what you told Joe about the first one. All right, Eddie. I'll make a deal with you. I'll give you a grand for the yarn when it breaks. And I'll pay off whoever you're in cahoots with. The door's right behind you, McLean. Use it. Don't talk like a kid. Get out before I wrap this chair on your neck. Oh, okay, sonny boy. Have it your way. But if you happen to change your mind, you can give me a ring. I'll set aside that thousand bucks just for you. Eddie, darling, how are you? I'm okay. Here, let me take your coat. Oh, thanks. Sally's night off, so I'll have to do the chores for the evening. Hey, you look terrific in that dress. I thought you'd like it. It's rather daring for me. I don't usually like my evening gowns cut quite so low. But if if it pleases you, Eddie, that's all that matters. Now, what's the surprise you have for me? Oh, talk about that later. Oh, don't tease me, darling. Please, what is it? I... I bought this ring today. Eddie. I figured that maybe you liked me well enough to take a chance on getting married. You'd love me that much. Yeah. I'm very touched. 
Fran, look at me. Have you always been on the level? What do you mean? With me? You know I have. I almost feel like a louse when I say this, but got to get it off my chest. Tell me, Eddie. You know you can say whatever you like, and, and I'll understand. No. You tell me. Tell you what? How your husband died. Eddie, I... Tell me the whole story and don't leave anything out. I don't understand why you want to hear it. I've got my reasons. All right. I went up to his office, told him my bags were packed. I said I knew about his other women. I couldn't stand it any longer. Go on. He'd been drinking. He often did in the middle of the day. Suddenly he became furious. He grabbed my arm and twisted it behind my back. When I started to scream, he, he let me go and he shouted that he'd kill himself if I left him. Then he went to the window and stood on the ledge. Yes. He slipped and fell over. He, you know how it happened then. I read the account in the papers. I went through every rag in town reading about the trial. I've checked and I've rechecked. Why, Eddie? Did you think I murdered him? Look at these notes. If you could find out who wrote them. I know who wrote them. You do? It was Sally, my maid. I know her handwriting. She's been trying to blackmail me. Oh, is that the truth? She said she had evidence against me, and I called her her bluff. When I told you that she was off tonight, I wanted to avoid unpleasantness for you. I made her leave my house this afternoon. Why didn't you call the cops? Oh, Eddie, I... I've had enough trouble and too much publicity already. The only thing that matters now is whether you believe in me or not. Oh, I ought to get my head punched. It'd serve me right if you were through with me. I'm glad we've had this out, darling. And as far as leaving you is concerned, was I mistaken? Or did I imagine you were proposing to me? Well, I'm crazy about your friend. Then why wait, darling? You want to get a license tomorrow? Tomorrow? How about tonight? But where? Let's elope, Eddie. We'll use my car. We'll drive out to one of those little places out of town where we can find a justice of the peace who will marry us immediately. <laughs> oh, baby, get your hat. We're on our way. haven't changed your mind yet, have you? Oh, no, Eddie. We'll be across the state line in half an hour. Then it's Mr. and Mrs. Eddie Evans, and I'll brain the guy who looks at you twice. Oh, I, I'm so happy, Eddie. How do you think I feel? I never thought I'd be lucky enough to grab a fancy prize like you. What happened? I sounded like a flat and a rotten break. Yeah, it's a flat, all right. Left front wheel. Forget about it, Eddie. Maybe... It'll only take ten minutes to change. We don't have time to stall around waiting for a lift. Yeah. This is your trunk here, honey. I want to get the tools. Yes. I'll be fast. Eddie. Yeah? Oh, nothing. Go ahead and get the tools. Well, Eddie. Holy smoke. It's Sally. Don't bother to touch her. She's dead. You killed her? Yes. Too bad, Eddie. I thought that when we got out into the woods somewhere, I could get rid of her without your knowing it. Yeah. Too bad. Start fixing that tire. I know how to use this gun. 
It worked very well for me on Sally. What's the payoff? I'm afraid, Eddie. I'll have to kill you, too. Slow down at the end of this stretch. Take the left turn. So you killed him, too. He wanted to leave me and take his money with him. I like money, Eddie. In fact, I can't do without it. And he was the one who wanted the divorce. Naturally. You cheated him, didn't you? The way you cheated me. Oh, Eddie, let's not be melodramatic about it. <laughs> Lady Moulton. The gal I couldn't touch. Pure as the driven snow. The kind they drive into the sewer. Slow down. Take this turn. Sucker Evans. The poor man's chump. The boy who believes in Santa Claus. I said slow down, Eddie. Sure, I'll slow down. Watch. Stop this car or I'll shoot. Go on, pat me. And then see how it feels to go into a ditch at 70 miles an hour. Eddie, you kill us both. Slow down. <laughs> That's the idea, Lady Moulton. You catch on fast. I gotta go anyway. Now I'll have some company. Eddie. I'll give you what you asked for, you double-crossing little tramp. Sorry, I won't have time enough to kiss you goodbye. <laughs> Give me, give me the city desk, honey. Eddie Evans talking. McLean, I, I'm in a gas station on Route 1. Yeah, yeah, I'm hurt. I'm hurt bad, baby. But not so bad that I won't be up to collect that thousand bucks. And you know how I'm going to use it, Mac? You know how? I'm going to donate it to royalty. There's a burial place on the outskirts of the city that has just acquired a distinguished client. If you go past there sometime at twilight, you'll notice a handsome monument inscribed with the name of Lady Moulton. Nobility? Not exactly. It's just Eddie Evans's way of spending a thousand dollars. The clock will be heard again next week, same time, same ABC stations. This program was written by Lawrence Clee, directed by Clark Andrews. Music under the direction of Glenn Osser. Heard on tonight's program were Alice Frost as Francine, Joe DeSantis as Eddie. Listen again next week, same time, for The Clock. Now, here is a special program note. Once again, Willie Piper takes his father-in-law's advice. And once again, it results in laughable confusion. Don't miss tonight's story on The Willie Piper Show. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.